questions you always had. The answers you were never given. The place to seek the truth. Welcome to Veritas. We live in a world where the idea of truth has been altered and transformed in ways the human brain can barely comprehend anymore. Our values, our thoughts, and our perception are molded in such a manner to benefit those powerful few who hide behind the curtain, the puppeteers who push us and laugh at our disorientation. Their methods are vicious, always aiming at confusing us, because through confusion they can rise above and rule the rest of us like flocks of sheep. Throughout the ages, various methods were used to brainwash and force the masses into submission, ranging from brute force to the propagation of brilliant lies. Right now, the world is confronted with an illogical phenomenon, scientism, a deadly religion that must be neither debated nor questioned. The scientist comes forth like a saint, and we must embrace his theories as pure truth, regardless of the facts or hidden intentions. It's time to pull back the veil on scientism, exposing many of the greatest deceptions in the world to hide the true creator of creation. Greetings, I'm your host, Mel Fabregas at Veritas Radio. If you want to listen to tonight's full interview and all of our material, click on the subscribe button. Join me on Facebook and YouTube. And if you want to get in touch with me, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button of our website at veritasradio.com. Tonight's special guest is Robbie Davidson, the president of Cryptos Media and Flat Out Truth Productions, which has produced groundbreaking documentary films such as The Global Lie and Scientism Exposed, reaching millions of people across the world on his YouTube channel, Celebrate Truth. He is also the founder and organizer of the Flat Earth International Conference. With a passion for media and filmmaking, his desire is to help expose the world's lies while pointing people to the way, the truth, and the life. Directly from Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, I would like to welcome Robbie Davidson. Hello, Robbie, and welcome to Veritas. How are you? Doing very well, Mel. Thank you so much for having me on. It's a real honor. My pleasure, my pleasure. And as I told you offline, I don't do these, touch these subjects that much, but when I do, I like to dive in 110% because we have a large portion of our listener base who is very interested. And right from the beginning, folks, I'm telling you, I will not be censored. So just wanted to get that, get that out of the way. But scientism, that's a word that I've been hearing lately a lot. But before we begin, how did this all begin for you? Well, for me, it uh, began with most people that are looking into this topic. I mean, at the beginning, you laugh at this. You think this is the most ridiculous thing you've ever uh, seen or heard. And for me, uh, I came, I stumbled across a video that was actually ironically making fun of the the Bible and also, you know, flat earth. And I said, well, wait a minute, this has got to be interesting. You know, someone's actually, it was an atheist, you know, making fun of Bible verses. And myself as a Christian, um, you know, believing that taking the Bible literal you know, I really wanted to take a look at this video. Well, once he started going through the video, I was like, well, wait a minute. If the Bible says that and I'm supposed to be taking the Bible literal, you know, I'm going to look into this more. So one thing led to the next. I started typing in Flat Earth because before then I laughed at it and I came across Mark Sargent's Flat Earth Clues. And what Mark Sargent was able to do in Flat Earth Clues was able to connect a lot of dots. Myself as a truther for many years, looking into 9-11 and many issues, um, 
it was interesting to see how all the dots were connected. So not just for me personally, from a biblical standpoint, but also I was able to see that, you know, I could start connecting the dots to see things that weren't adding up. But then also to my amazement to find out that so much true scientific experimentation was going into this topic that people were looking at it, you know, from three different vantage points. And that's what I say in many interviews is I say there's three types of people that come to <clears throat> flat earth. You've got, you've got like the scientific minded that want the true empirical science method methodology. You've got kind of a conspiratorial truther type uh, crowd. And then you've got more of a religious crowd. But that's what I find fascinating that so many people of all walks of life are waking up to something that's so ridiculous. How in the world could we be having an interview, Mel, in 2018 about the shape of the earth, something that's just so paramount so you know in your face we knew we've known this for so many years but it's unbelievable you know one thing i love about you is that you will keep an open mind and i just urge everyone that's listening as crazy as it sounds keep an open mind look into it you might be surprised at what you find certainly you have to folks it's very important to be skeptical you uh, the healthy degree of skepticism in any way is very important, but you have to keep an open mind. And ever since my very first radio program that I did with uh, the late Milton Torres, those were his words, be skeptical, but don't close your mind. Now, while scientism has been active on, on Earth for millennia, many have never heard the word before, Robbie. Why don't you define scientism? And also, what is the difference between scientism and science? Well, I think that's really important, and that's what I start my movies out with, showing the difference because while we're going to be talking about this topic i want to make it clear that i'm not anti-science no one you know in this community is anti-science we love the true empirical method when it comes to true science what we're finding out is a lot of this stuff is pseudoscience a lot of this stuff when it comes to whether it's the theory of evolution the theory of gravity the theory of relativity these cannot be conducted through the scientific method so while you can believe this all you want don't say it's scientific or it's completely proven fact when it can't be put through the scientific method. So I would say that when it comes to science, it's a wonderful thing. We, we observe, we repeat, we do these observations with cause and effect to understand the reality of our world. What's happened is most of science has moved into a belief, an agenda, a religion, as my book and my films you know, will illustrate, showing that a lot of this stuff is, look, the debate is over. You, you don't come to the table. We've already figured this out. And yet when we're saying let's apply the true scientific method to this reality that you're supporting, you know, they really don't want to go that route. They want to sit there and hypothesize all different ideas and say it's proven fact. And the tragedy of all of this is it's taught to children from a very early age. The idea that we're on a spinning ball flying through space with water stuck to it and we're told it's gravity. Well, I'm just telling you this right now, and I was a firm believer in all things science when it came to gravity and theoretical science, but understand that it's probably one of the most least scientific things. Yes, they'll say we know the effects of gravity, but can you conclusively prove gravity using the scientific method? The answer is no. So while you can believe that all of these things are happening because of gravity, don't say it's scientific. Don't say that you fail your test if you don't answer correctly. Let's have opposing beliefs. Let's have different opinions. Let's come to the table and let's have a good dialogue about this. But it seems right now that people have risen up in the ranks wearing white lab coats and we dare question them. And if we do, we're shut down, we're ridiculed. And I find that when it comes to this topic, the biggest defense that people have is ridicule, laughter and name calling. That's not how we engage in a proper debate. And science, Mel, was all about asking questions. Those days are over. If you look in the mainstream media and you look at what NASA and the world is pushing, 
you can see that they do not want to engage in the debate. They say the science is settled. We're saying, no, the science is never settled. It's always about questioning. It's always about learning more. And it's just a tragedy that we're at a point in human history where they want to shut the doors and say, no, we have it settled. There's no more questions to be asked. Yeah, we'll discuss the ridicule factor throughout the interview, but scientism to me is more like a, not only dogmatic, but almost like a dictatorship. You can't question the leaders. You can't question because they'll find ways. Ridicule is probably the the uh, least forceful way, but they can find other ways to, to eradicate those who are questioning. But we'll discuss that later. Do you think there are dark forces behind the scenes trying to, essentially to pull people into what they think is logic when it's re in reality it's speculation it's really theory it's not as concrete as everyone think it is i do absolutely and i think the hardest thing that people the hardest time that people have with this topic is why why would they lie or who how many people are involved in this and what i say is this is something that is very, very spiritual in nature. There's something behind the curtain for sure, even beyond the world's elite. And, you know, in, in truth circles, as we research and find out the Bilderbergs or the Rothschilds and Rockefellers, there's people even above that. And there's a spiritual force that does, that does control, that does, you know, control the puppet strings. And what I'm telling people is I'm saying, look, if we hypothetically are on a spinning ball flying through space, There is no value. There is no there is no need whatsoever. And they have conducted an entire worldview destroying the credibility of a creator, of God. And what I say is, hypothetically, even if you don't believe, just let's just go down this road for a little bit. If there was a God and if there was a Satan or if there was good and evil, and let's just say that evil's idea was to keep people away from understanding what was good, then you would muddy the waters. And I see that the systematic attack of all things when it comes to scientism annihilating the origins, where we came from, why we're here, where we're going. All of this stuff has been you know, it's been put together saying that it's scientific and this is pseudoscience. This is this is theoretical science they put together. The idea that we evolved over millions of years. Well, the fact is they cannot find any transitional fossils anywhere. And you would find that all over Again, we're not seeing that. So what I'm saying is when it comes to the theory of evolution, when it comes into all of these ideas They all attack the origins. They all eradicate a creator. If you understand what we're taught from an early age, the idea that nothing exploded and created everything, people would rather believe using science that nothing created us rather than believing a creator. Yes, this is spiritual. Yes, this is very deceptive. And it's unfortunate that so many people have been deceived. And I pray that people will wake up or at least look into it and say, well, maybe, maybe there is some truth to this. Again, it's worthwhile of pursuit, especially when we're talking about the truth of our origins and who we are and where we're going. I sometimes wonder if you use the Occam's razor philosophy, if you have the two scenarios, you have the scenario of the Big Bang and evolution, and you have the other one, unintelligent design, which of the two would Occam's razor point at? Yeah, and that's another startling fact. What we're seeing is that Occam's Razor basically says, look, I mean, keep it simple. And I say, when the plain sense makes sense, seek no other sense. And that is something that I think people should live by. If something just makes sense logically, the idea that everyone has looked in the sky and they see everything moving, the idea that, no, we're wobbling, we're spinning, we're flying around the universe, no one has ever felt that. Now we're told, well, it's gravity and it's all these things. The reality is our senses show our reality. Our senses prove our reality. Yet we're taught from an early age to disregard our senses 
and say, no, 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 you're wrong. It observably does look flat, but no, 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 we're on a ball of eight inches per mile squared. You know, this idea is really strange, but again, people believe it because it's indoctrination from a very early age. And at that age, you never have the ability to ask those certain questions you know, to the teacher, hey, wait a minute. Okay, you're saying that water sticks in the ball. Well, how? Explain gravity. Can you conclusively give me the definition of gravity? What's interesting is if you ask five scientists the definition of gravity, they'll give you five different definitions. They're even debating within themselves. You know, when you get a Newtonian gravity, when you get an Einstein gravity, again, there's all sorts of problems. But I guess they say, no, we have it figured out. They're getting into dark matter. They're going further and further away. Even Michio Kaku admitted that he said in science, if we're off by a factor of two or three, it's a bad thing. But he said in cosmology, we're off by a factor of 10 to the 120. That's 120 zeros after. He says it's the largest mismatch between real science and theory in the history of science. So he even, he even admits that when it comes to this topic, we're getting into cosmology, it's getting further and further away into science fiction and into fantasy. And yet the world gobbles it up with, you know, simulation theory and these people are propped up. And I find it ironic. I get this all the time, Mel, where I'll be doing a conference or I'll be doing an interview and people will walk up to me and say, well, are you a scientist? And I'll say, no, but Bill Nye is not either. And you have him on all your talk shows to talk all things science. <laughs> right. He's an actor, you know, and they kind of pause for a bit. But I find it interesting that it's like, well, are you even a scientist? Well, wait a minute. One of the biggest spokespeople for science is an actor. And you have them on all your talk shows. So where's the double standard here? Where's the hypocrisy? I just find it amusing and interesting. But again, I was there. So I have sympathy for people that are on the other side. This sounds ridiculous. How in the world could this gentleman that you're being interviewed with, you know, believe in such nonsense, the fact that we're not on a ball? I mean, this is just something that's fact. Well, I'm telling you right now, it blows your mind when you start looking into this. Take a weekend. Take a month. Most people looked into this for many, many, many months. I mean, myself, I could not believe it. I had to search more and more because I'm like there's no way this is too big of deception 9-11 was a huge deal looking into all these different ideas in your research they become very big but this this is the granddaddy of them all and that's what I find fascinating look have an open mind wouldn't it be interesting to even just entertain the fact that you know hypothetically if this was true it would be the the granddaddy of them all to me that's fascinating to think about you know, people will talk about conspiracy theory. I tell you right now, it's conspiracy fact. This is happening and it's all around us. What bothers me the most about the people that criticize anyone who looks into this is their 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 fervor. They, they, they're so fervent. They're so dogmatic in their attacks, almost as if they're just, they don't want to shatter their paradigm. They don't, in, in ridicule, that is the, the, the weapon of choice. But how different is scientism from any other dogma or organized religion? Sure. And that's a great question, Mel, because scientism, why I believe it's one of the most deadly one out there is because it's masqueraded in fact, in truth, in prestige of, you know, when we, we think of like, who are the smartest people in the world today? We always think of the scientists. We always talk about it's not rocket scientists. You know, it's not rocket science. Again, it's the scientists that are propped up as all things truth. They're the ones that are going to figure out, you know, how to save the world from climate change. They're the ones that are going to figure out the epidemic when it comes to, you know, certain ideas. Again, we find this in the pharmaceutical industry. We find the doctors coming forward with all different industries and we find a lot of corruption. Now, but when we're getting into the greatest corruption, we're talking about the origins. We're talking about where we came from and hiding behind a scientific theory and teaching it as fact that nothing exploded and created everything. And that truly is the scientific 
fact that they teach that nothing exploded and created everything. And yet we're looked at and ridiculed because we believe that someone as an intelligent design designed everything that we see. And if an intelligent design is behind everything from the DNA, from the structure of everything that we see in the sky, there would be order. There would be complete synchronicity between the creation and that creator. And that's what we're seeing. And Romans is very clear in the Bible. It says that the, the true creation testifies to the true creator. In creation, we see. So I believe that the devil really wanted to muddy the waters and make it so far and remove God so far away. Where, where, where is God? Is he beyond the Milky Way galaxy, 18 trillion light years away? Again, it was distancing. It was removing and getting us to a point where we're basically useless. We're meaningless. We're just a cosmic accident in a random universe with billions of other planets. And it's one thing if this was the truth. It'd be one thing if this was truly scientifically proven, but it's not. So again, the agenda is very deceitful. It's been masqueraded inside fact and proof, and you know, because who can debate with science? I mean, we always hear, well, science proved it. So I was sucker to it all myself. And for a long time, you know, I've been Christian for about 25 years, and it took me a while to wake up to the lies of evolution. Again, I was only one step in. You know, the idea that we evolved, you know, from primates and apes. And again, there's so much science. If you look on the other side to refute that or to show that there is some really hardcore science proofs to show the fact that th there's major problems with the theory, Darwinian theory. But again, if you even come against Darwin, you're ridiculed. I mean, Ben Stein did a great documentary. It has nothing to do with flat earth. It has to do with, you know, evolution and coming against Darwin uh, called no, uh, what was it, expelled, no intelligence allowed. Well, what he did it, it, coming into it is he just researched it and found out there were a lot of people that were worried for their jobs. People had been fired. People that dare, you know, show the data through. And these guys were, you know, doctors, PhDs. I mean, they were credited scientists, yet they could completely show there was a massive bias if you dare question the Darwinian theory of evolution. So what I'm saying is, yes, you, may, you mentioned this before, Mel. I would agree with you. It's a dictatorship. There is a scientific dictatorship that has taken over the world at this point, and I believe it's starting to crumble. We're now at the point in human history where we're now seeing this long reign of science, way back, way back, 500 years. It's been in reign for a long time against the church. And again, while this is not about science and the church, church has many problems as well, too. What I'm saying is this dictatorship of all things can be proven through science. While it started off with a very honest, genuine pursuit, I believe, it got corrupted very early on. And again, that's what we're experiencing today. But there's so many people waking up to this lie and not just people like me that believe in the Bible, people that don't even believe in the Bible, not even religious are waking up to the fact that truly there is a creator. Truly, there's been many agencies, many people. And this lie is is massive on all scales. Now, for the record, folks, I have to repeat it because I get the occasional message asking if Veritas has turned religious. And the answer is no. But we explore everything, including religion, just like I question science and what they claim to be fact. I also question religion. I question the Bible. I know many people believe the Bible is the final word, but if the Bible is open to interpretation and it was written by man, I also question it. I'm looking at everything as a spectator from the middle, skeptically but open-minded. Sorry, Robbie, but I just wanted to make issue that disclaimer. Sure. I think, I think it's important. I mean, while people will hear me talk about the Bible and say, well, that guy's religious, I don't consider myself religion, uh, religious at all. People say, well, how is that possible? You can believe in the Bible without being religious. If anything, that's not what I believe God wanted from the start was religion. Religion is man's attempt 
to do right or to be holier than thou. Again, I believe it's about a relationship. The creator desperately wanted a relationship with men. Satan's pursuit has been to try to destroy it, eradicate it, and basically move him further away from the scene. I mean, think about the idea that we have all these different views in the world. And yet, when we come to Big Bang cosmology, it's completely eradicated the idea of any type of intelligence whatsoever. It's an accident. It's tragic that people would believe that they're an accident. When you see that creation testifies to a creator, to an intelligent design. When we see a painting, we know there was a painter. When we see a building, we know there was a builder. The idea is when we see creation and the complexity of the DNA and just the beautiful parts of all nature, there's something behind it. There's a genetic code. To be able to say that DNA just came you know, by fluke accident, there is code there. It was coded by someone, something. So that's what I'm saying. That's the first step is to start not believing in the lies. Now, if you've moved away and you believe everything that you believe in your worldview because science taught you it was true, would it change your view if you found out that a lot of what you were thinking was scientific was under the branch of scientism? That is what's startling. And that's what I do with my movies. And that's what I do with my book is show people, look, science is wonderful. But what if a lot of what you're believing today is scientism. It really wasn't under the scientific theory whatsoever. You could not use it under empirical science. There was no way to test it, observe it, repeat it. This is what we're talking about. That's why scientism is so deadly, because it's been propped up. It's been put in schools. We've been indoctrinated from an early age. Everyone's on the same page, believing it's scientific. And yet what I'm saying is it's not. So much of it is not. Not saying there's not good science out there. There is. Not saying there's good scientists out there. There are very good scientists out there. They're trying themselves to break free of the dogmatic, you know, um, when it comes to the dictatorship that they're seeing. And yet they're worried for their livelihood. They're worried for their jobs. There is seriously something going on. But I'm really excited because so many people, I mean, I've done interviews in almost every country of the world. I've done, you know, three international conferences now. I have a very large channel on YouTube. And the testimonies and the, the, the people that are contacting me from all different walks of life, you know, religion, non-religion, male, female, all different ages. And I would tell you this, that the younger generations are starting to wake up even more than the older generations. When you get into generation, uh, you know, they call it iGen, um, you know, when you get to baby boomers, all this, not so much. But when you get to generation Z, these type of things are really starting to show up because they're starting to question certain things that have been propped up to us. Because most of the pictures that we've seen of our world came from NASA or other space agencies. Well, it's almost been 50 years. They've never been back. And I point out this in my documentary because my documentary is not to tell people what to think. It's to tell them, wait a minute, if this is true, I want to look into that. So I put a lot of startling facts. And again, I allow people, not just in my book, to read it. In my movies, they can hear the quotes themselves. And when they say things like they've destroyed all the technology to go back to the moon, that's startling. When they say that in the 1960s and 70s, they could go a quarter of a million miles away, no problem, back and forth with, uh, you know, megahertz power, uh, less than a speak and spell. And yet we have more processing power in our iPhones than all the computers in NASA combined in the 60s and 70s. Yet they're saying we can only get to low Earth orbit. Yeah. So all of these claims, you just start piecing together like what's going on. So I tell people, I say, look, it all hinges on the moon landing because when they got that great blue marble shot, it was secured. It was over. There was no more debate. We've seen it. It was done. We saw our Earth. But wait a minute. What if that was a lie? What if the whole thing wasn't just about the Cold War and there's many problems with the moon? What if it was just to basically shut it down, secure it, 
There was no more debate. Let's show a picture. What if people looked into it and found out that really there are no real photographs of the Earth from space? What if people researched and they found out there is no 24-7 HD video footage of our spinning Earth from space? Why don't you put a camera on the moon? I mean, it'd be funded by advertisers. It'd be easy to do. You know, where we could all tap I, I in say that all the Earth. time. I'll, I'll be willing to put some money into that. Oh, for sure. And I even looked into it a little further. I was looking at, because the idea that we're seeing something a quarter of a million miles away, which is unbelievable, 237 million, or sorry, 237,000 miles away. And yet we're seeing the details on the moon with, with prosumer cameras like the P900 or the P1000. What I say is what if they went up there and they put this big Nike thing, just a massive big banner, and everyone from Earth could zoom in on the moon and see Nike. Wouldn't that be cool? How much do you think an advertiser would pay for that? It wouldn't be that hard to do. But they say, sorry, we've destroyed all the technology. We can't get back. It's a painful process. But then when you research this some more, even within NASA, they will say, we've looked for the telemetry data. And we can't find it. Two different archivists and one person has gone on record saying we don't know what happened to it. Understand that we're not talking about an SD card. We're talking about 400 reels. We're talking about a guy's job. His only responsibility is to protect the data that supports the altitude, gas miles, all that stuff. His only job in life is to protect the, the, the historic, the greatest event in mankind's history. And he failed. He lost it. They don't know if it was damaged, it was taped over. I mean, who does that? We're not talking, you know, an SD card. We're talking 400 reels of data. Yet they admit they've lost it or it was destroyed. I'm sorry. That's not the way humans work. And I'm sorry with all the technological advances, we don't work backwards when it comes to space travel. We're seeing this with now the the quote unquote private space agencies. Again, it's nothing but a ruse to get us to believe that, oh, wow, there's private enterprises and they're doing it. You're telling me they're being more advanced than NASA themselves? There's so many problems. But again, NASA's getting $52 million per day from the taxpayers. And all I'm saying is what have they actually given back to humanity? That should anger people. That should get people starting to look in to the many lies that they tell. And the telemetry loss too. But, you know, speaking of, of organized religion, I saw this meme the other day. It said, if money is the root of all evil... Why do they ask for it at church? But I always say that organized religion is a tool, a, a toll booth on my path to enlightenment. Enlightenment. I can read religious books and take what makes sense and leave the rest from each book. But it's a matter of of self edification. So I just don't understand why people just cannot respect that. That you know you can you cannot you can be a Christian without being part of organized religion. I mean, they, sure. they, they don't have to hold hands. But sure. what is the force behind scientism? What's its agenda? Well, the agenda, I believe, is to destroy the credibility of the Bible. Now, uh, for me, if you start looking into Genesis, the foundations of any book that would be the beginning, and when you read Genesis, you get a very clear depiction of how creation was created. Now, if you start, and I say this, it was really fascinating. If you just do this hypothetically and you say, look, I'm going to take all the creation verses of the Bible, literal, and I'm going to write them all down. If you look into what scientism has given us, it's the exact opposite. If the Bible says that stars are small and close, they say they're, you know, millions of miles in diameter and they're large. You know, if, if it says that the earth is still and stationary, then scientism says it's wobbling and flying all over the universe. Like what I'm saying is everything is polar opposite. If you're going to take the literal creation account in Genesis. Um, and that's what I find fascinating. But again, you have to understand that if the Bible is true, and you brought up a good point, and a lot of people bring this up, they say, well, wait a minute. Men, though, wrote the Bible, so why should I trust it? Really good point. But when I write a letter bill, 
no one claims that the pen wrote the letter. They'll say, well, Robbie wrote the letter, but he used the pen. What I'm saying is the Bible claims that God wrote the Bible through men. And it's miraculous in the sense that it's, you know, over many, many years, over 1,500 years, 400 different authors never knowing each other and the synchronicity of a story coming together, not to mention the prophecy. But let's just disregard that for now. Let's just get into creation. But, but hold on for a second. Let me interject that, if you don't mind, sure. what you just sure. said about the, the Bible. My issue with the Bible sometimes is the multiple translations. If you have sure. somebody, you have King James, you have the mm-hmm. Greek version, you have all these versions. If somebody's translating, they might change or add whatever is convenient to them. That's my issue. And that's why I think that the original one was written, what, Aramaic, or what would it be? Yeah, it was actually written in Hebrew, Greek, and Aramaic was the whole Bible. So what I say is, rather than getting into a big, you know, discussion about translations, let's just sit there and say, great, then learn Hebrew, Greek, and Aramaic, and read it exactly the way it was. Because... The amazing thing was in 1948, the Dead Sea Scrolls were found. And what's fascinating about the Dead Sea Scrolls find, because secular archaeologists actually will actually come on record and say that this was authentic. Julius Caesar, no one debates that Julius Caesar existed. Yet the latest manuscripts we have after Julius Caesar are in like in the thousands of years. You have it, I think, 30 years when it comes to the manuscripts after Jesus' death. But what all that to tell you that when they found it, they found the entire book of Isaiah. They compared it to a modern King James translation. And it was pretty much 99.99. It was absolutely accurate. They found bits and pieces of other books. My point is, though, you're right. If, if the Bible is just a book written by men, it can't be trusted. It should be thrown in the garbage. It should just be junk. But what if it is the truth? But rather than looking at the Bible as a book, what about this man named Jesus? Did he exist? Who was he? Because every religion write him into the story somewhat. Either he's a prophet, he's a good teacher, he's, you know, every single thing. But what if he truly is the Son of God, what he said he is? Now, he claims that all the stories of Genesis were true. He mentioned Adam and Eve like people. He mentions Noah and the flood. The flood, whether it happened or not, the fact is that all civilizations account for a certain flood. Yes, they have different various stories, but that's like if we have one authority and we all start telling it, you know, there'll be different variations. What I find incredible when it comes to this topic, not to get onto a Bible rant, is that people that are waking up that aren't even religious are seeing what's said in the Bible because they're curious. When they find out that NASA and scientism has lied to them, they're like, hmm, I wonder what re- I wonder what religion said, or I wonder what you know God said in Genesis. And they read. They're starting to conclude with the same conclusions that the firmament dividing the waters from the waters. They're starting to do scientific testing, and they're realizing that a lot of this stuff is starting to verify exactly the true reality of our creation that was muddied from Satan, from the spiritual forces using, you know, the science brand. But that's what's really fascinating about this. It's all coming together. And yes, we do not move. We don't wobble. We don't fly millions of miles through the Milky Way galaxy. This has all been a lie. If you start looking at the depictions that are in my, they're in my films where you actually see, you know, us hurling through the universe at just incredible speeds, it starts to look ridiculous. You're like, really? But the reality is that's never been conclusively proven ever. And yet we're taught it as the fact, as the truth. So I'm just saying, look, have an open mind, start looking into things. And this is not about religion whatsoever. This is about the truth. It's about the pursuit of truth. All I know is that there's one person that ever claimed to be the truth, not to tell the truth, to be the truth, was Jesus. So I tell people, like C.S. Lewis had quoted this. He said, either Jesus is a lunatic, he's a liar, or he's truly Lord, the Son of God. People just have to come up with what they think he is because you can't say he's a good teacher. If you're a professor in university and you start claiming you're God and you're going to raise yourself from the dead, you're going to be like, cuckoo, this guy's kind of crazy. But the reality is, what is he? 
either he's just a crazy man, he's the world's biggest liar, or he truly is what he said he is. If he is, then I believe that we can take every single word, what he says, is going to happen. And one thing he does say that's going to happen, which goes against scientism, is that all the stars are going to fall to the earth. Now, it seems ridiculous when we start thinking of scientism, but yet now, even in secular research, when it comes to the flat earth research that's going on, they're starting to see these things as a lot smaller. They're, they're saying that, no, they're not just suns. You know, we're taught that they're suns. All the lies that come forward with scientism, in one way or another, they're assaulting the credibility to destroy the authority of the Bible, in my opinion. Again, it's not about being religious. It's about what is the true account of creation. Were we created unique and special, or are we a random accident evolved over a million years from slime, you know, and from primates? That's really the reality we're talking about here. There can only be one truth, and I think everyone has the right to pursue it, to look for it, and see if they can find it. Because it's an important topic when it comes to what is the truth. And I don't want people to think that just because I question organized religion, that makes me an atheist. Absolutely not. And the kind of person who says that if I have a rock in my hands and I throw it on the wall and it breaks into a million pieces, I expect a computer to all of a sudden appear or a human being or a horse. Or, that to me is impossible. If you have a book, if you have a, an album, you have a, a, a poetry book that's, you know, a thousand pages right next to a garden and you see right there on the floor, you think that just came out of nothing? I think thought came before that and intent and the word and all that stuff. So in my own way, I believe in intelligent design because I look around me, I look at the people and the flora and the fauna and the beauty that this universe has to offer. And I just think, It's impossible that these just happen from an explosion. I just don't buy it. So in this sense, I wonder sometimes why certain governments, and I understand that there's the division of church and state, I get that, and the freedom uh, of religion, and private schools that teach religion and public schools that do not. And then it also takes us to another discussion. You have different types of indoctrination. I grew up in a, in a Catholic environment, 12 years of Catholic church. I was indoctrinated in, in a way. And then you have public schools that do not touch that, and you're indoctrinated in science. So indoctrination happens in both places. Yeah, absolutely. And that's and I think it's wise to to have that outlook. And again, you don't have to be religious whatsoever to believe in intelligent design. And that's really the starting point. It's just being is recognizing what your senses show you and just understanding the complexity, like I mentioned at the beginning of the program. Uh, I think that's being honest. And while, you know, there's opposing views, that's fine. You can believe what you want to believe. But the tragedy is they have taught us this as the truth for a very long time, and yet you cannot prove this using the scientific method whatsoever. They'll say, well, there's a consensus. You know, well, theory, you don't understand theory. I understand the difference between theory and proven fact or truth. And even a true scientist will admit that nothing, nothing in science is, all, is ever 100% proven. There's always room for questions. But again, we got to a point now where they don't want the questions. And I think that when it comes to these topics that we're discussing, this is where you're going to see the craziest reactions because it has been drilled into us, programmed for such an early age. That is why people react the way they do. And I've seen all sorts of reactions. And hey, I laughed at this too. But I've seen people get so angry. In my country of Canada, in 2015, I believe, it got so heated that uh, some guy threw a propane tank into the campfire and almost blew up the campsite. The police, the fire department had to be called. And it was over the shape of the earth. And I'm thinking, wait a minute. As funny as it might sound to have a, a discussion about the shape of the earth, 
Why does it get people so angry? I have never seen more anger come from people and the reactions that I've seen over any other topic. And that includes religion. That includes even bringing up the Bible. I have never seen anything this grandiose when it comes to the reactions I see when it comes to even dare looking in to the topic that we're discussing in Flat Earth and scientism. People do not want us going that direction. And I believe that is because it's been programmed into us. There's no other reason for it because as society, we're always open-minded. We're willing to entertain anything. Heck, on truthers or conspiracy type shows, they'll entertain that the world is run by lizard people. That will get more applause and more intrigue than bringing up flat earth. The minute you bring up those two words, <laughs> yeah. things change. You could bring up anything, Mel. I mean, you could bring up any type of conspiracy. Now, while there's a lot of conspiracies out there, and I will entertain or I will look into them with an open mind, I'm not saying they're all true. And some of them, you know, definitely aren't. But what I'm saying is most people that honestly start looking at flat earth, as crazy as it sounds, that's almost the challenge. I challenge you to go out and look for it. But what I'm saying is I'm also going to warn you. Because if it grabs a hold of you, you won't be able to go back. Once you go flat, you can't go back. <laughs> yeah, what you're saying is so true. If there is one topic in this field, and you know I discuss them all, including aliens and reptiles and all that stuff, but I, I discuss them with the same open mind. But if we do discuss all these topics, why is it that one is ridiculed but not the others? And when you have, and I've said this before in an introduction at another Flat Earth interview, if the ancient ones knew that the Earth was flat, all these people, I'm not going to name names, but all these so-called, you know, scientists and Egyptologists that venerate all these, you know, ancient ones with all their, their monoliths around the world, how is it that they ridicule anybody who looks into the flat Earth But if those same ancient ones, the builders of all those great accomplishments, believe in the earth being flat, why do they continue venerating them after that? Yeah, and it's, it's incredible. Like I said, you brought up UFOs, you brought up all these different areas. And I said, especially with a conspiracy type audience, especially with truthers that are diehard, that really want to get to the bottom of things and understand the truth, you know, they would leave. They would have an open mind, but it seems when this topic comes up, everything shuts down. But again, we have all seen those images of boats going over the edge. We've all seen those images of pancakes flying in space that look ridiculous in the solar system. Understand, and part of this discussion, I believe, is about education. If you're going to laugh or have these reactions, at least understand what flat earthers truly believe. Because what I can tell you right now, and I can speak for pretty much the entire community, we do not believe that we're flying in space whatsoever we don't believe the earth moves at all so then how can we be flying in space number two we don't believe that we can fall over the edge there is no edge per se and again this is a discussion to get into but understand that those images that you've seen from an early age were part of the indoctrination to trigger you in the future the minute you hear flat earth you say oh my goodness seriously how could anyone be so stupid like hypnosis. i said it Exactly. I said it. I'm like, listen, man, I'm willing to entertain anything. Heck, I would. Will, I say this all the time, jokingly, but it's true. If I came on the show and I talked about the moon is made of cheese and I came up with all these amazing facts, you know, and I had written a book, there'd probably be more people that would be intrigued with my diagnosis or getting And if into- you use math. People believe you. Oh, yeah. The moon's made of cheese, and I'm going to explain why and look at the way it reflects and blah, blah, blah. But the minute you say the earth is not a ball, 
people lose their mind. And I've seen this time and time again. People, people are calling in to news agencies when they do even an article, when they, when they do a story or a piece. I hear from the media all the time. I have a lot of uh, relationships with a lot of different media. And they will mention the backlash they will get for just interviewing someone that believes in flat earth or even covering the topic. So there's something deeper going on here that I have never seen in the truth circles uh, in all my research in a long time. Something deeper, sinister, darker uh, is going on. The question is, what are the stakes? If you were to come to the realization that this was a lie, how would it change your life? People will say, well, it doesn't matter if we're a ball or a triangle or we're you know, square. It will matter. Because your entire worldview will change and the truth will come into focus. And you know what I tell people? That this lie is the umbrella lie that all the other lies fit under. Once you understand this, you understand everything else. The incredible thing about Flat Earth, if you look at the community, we talk about everything else underneath that umbrella as well. So it's not like we're just focused on this crazy topic called Flat Earth. We're looking into GMOs. We're looking into chemtrails. We're looking into the truth and the deceptions of this world. So again, it is a start of really understanding, wait a minute, why would they do this? And also, where is it leading? I believe personally that getting into the whole alien thing, I think that's part of the deception that's coming because we're willing to entertain, not just in Hollywood, but also the scientific circles now are preaching from Dawkins to uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson to even Bill Nye. There's more likelihood that aliens seeded us somewhere in the universe at some point. And they're all pointing that direction. What I find fascinating about that is when you start looking at Hollywood, science fiction, even scientism, they're all getting us ready for something. They're getting us ready for contact. But more importantly, they're getting ready to show the world the missing link. They're getting ready to show the world the answers to all the questions that we have. Because right now, the scientific world has this as their answer. Nothing created everything. When all of a sudden, these intelligent life forms from other planets come and tell us the story, we will buy it hook, line, and sinker. That's why I say this is so destructive and why flat earth is not just a means to an end. It's not an end itself. It's a means to an end. The only way you can believe in aliens traveling light years away, you know, to just hover around and abduct people and do experiments on, which makes no sense, but it all makes sense if they're trying to come to deceive mankind and prepare us for the coming war that's coming. The Bible's very clear that it says the whole world will gather together to make war with God. And when you start looking into the Bible, you're going to see how the world is going to unite and they are going to be convinced that there is a threat coming. What I believe is they're going to tell us that, hey, we're going to cure cancer. We're going to help mankind out. We're going to tell you that we seeded an ape. You know, it was our DNA. We've been watching you for a long time. And yet, you know what? You guys are kind of a little reckless. You're about to destroy the planet. So we had to intervene. Hey, we're going to help you with all these problems like climate change and, you know, AIDS and cancer and stuff. And we're going to do some miraculous things. But hey, also, we want to let you know there's this really hostile life form that's coming. We just want to prepare you for a war. Don't worry, we're not going to leave you, but we're going to get ready, you guys ready for this war that's coming. I honestly believe that the alien agenda is all part of this deception. Why the alien thing has been increasing in frequency, why the story comes now that they have to come and intervene. They turned at the beginning of being more hostile. Now they're more friendly. Now they're more coming to, you know, aid us. And they've been watching us. They're our watchers. And again, you start getting into the extra biblical books like the book of Enoch. It explains that these guys have been around a long time. In times past, they came and revered themselves as gods. We're not ready for gods. We're ready, we're ready for intelligent life forms that can teach us truths about the universe and prepare us for what's coming. And I believe that war is coming and they're getting ready and they need that ball and they need the Big Bang heliocentric explosion cosmology with evolution to bring this all together. Because once you believe that we're not 
on a spinning ball flying through space and that we are stationary, we're unique, that everything that we see in the sky was designed for us. There is nothing else. There's just the sun, the moon, and stars. People say, what about the planets? The planets throughout history have always been considered the wandering stars, and we can touch on them a little bit more. But everything that we see in the sky, that's it. There is no trillions and billions of other galaxies, you know, 18 trillion light years away. One light year is 7 trillion miles. Try to figure that out. Understand, if anyone, you know, that's listening, that are into photography, what kind of lens do you need? to see 7 trillion miles. They're saying they're seeing things, you know, 100 light years away. This is absurd stuff. They masquerade everything in millions and billions, just like they do with the evolution lie, just like they do with the universe. This is why they get away with what they do, is because they masquerade it in absolute nonsense when it comes to trillions of light years away. Give me a break. We couldn't see, you know, further than, uh, you know, 100,000 or a million. Who knows? All I'm saying is we're being taught lies and the truth is actually coming out in a scale that I have never seen. I've never seen more people wake up. I've never seen any type of community grow at the pace that Flat Earth is growing. And it is attracting people everywhere of all different countries, of all different walks. And they're coming to it like all different ways, whether it's conspiratorial, whether it's just scientific. There is so much science being done in this community it would be amazing for most of your listeners to understand exactly the true amazing science that's being conducted and what they're realizing when it comes to the conclusions they're finding. But the one thing I really understand, Robbie, is that the impossibility of pondering or even conceptualizing what 7 million miles looks like or the distance between these galaxies and so on, it can only, I can only conclude one thing. When you just, your mind just, gets hacked that way where you just don't, you see yourself as a figment, as a grain of sand in the vastness of this so-called universe. That makes you just feel insignificant. You're nothing. You have no hope. You're just in cluster in this little grain of sand we call Earth. And I know, I feel it. There's more to it than that. And the fact that we are continuing to see this, you know, banging and banging that this is it, there's nothing else. But as you said, they're starting to plant the seed. We have these rovers on Mars that, <laughs> if they're on Mars and not in Greenland, but if they're on Mars and they're supposed to be operational for like 30 days, it's been years, who cleans the lenses, all these storms, but that's another story. Do you think, Robbie, that NASA is planning a big deception that includes aliens? And I always say that disclosure will never originate from a government, but if it does, it will be a deception, a false flag in order to unite the world in order to galvanize a new world government where the entire world will be finally subjugated. I do. I believe that wholeheartedly. I touched on that in my book. And also I've done a couple documentaries on that various topic when it comes to aliens, because while I believed in aliens, you know, before I came to flat earth, I always looked at them as demonic, that they were masquerading, that there was no such thing as, you know, um, aliens in the sense of what people believe they are, you know, traveling, you know, millions of light years away from distant galaxies. But I did believe that there was an agenda put in place and to deceive us in a technological view that our civilizations would understand. We understand that. Science has been prepping us for that. Hollywood's been prepping us for that. We are ready. I mean, I don't know when it's going to happen, but the question you asked was, you know, do you believe that that's part of the plan? And yes, absolutely I do. The only way you can deceive the whole world is have someone more intelligent than you explain everything and have everyone just 
submit to that instantly. And they will buy it hook, line, and, th- uh, and sinker for sure because they're going to be benevolent. They're going to help us. They're not just going to come and say, hey, this is where we're from and this is how we created you. They're going to say, look, we've been watching you. You know, we care. We love you. And hey, we're going to help you. So they're going to cure diseases. They're going to they're going to solve things that we've never been able to solve. The Bible says that it will come in all lying signs and wonders. The Bible also says that a great deception will come into the world to deceive the whole world. It says even the elect, even if that were possible. So it's so grand that even God's elect or whatever will be almost deceived. I believe that the deception that's spoken of will be easier digested. If it has a scientific worldview attached to it, meaning if you already believe in evolution and billions of galaxies and planets and stuff, this will be easier for you to believe the lie. And it will be big. I mean, the Bible does explain that it will be big. And again, I know I'm taking a biblical uh, viewpoint when it comes to this because myself, I'm a Christian. But even other people that are researching this topic are starting to see the correlation like, well, wait a minute. There's so many things that are coming together and it would make sense. But if you believe that you're on a stationary flat Earth enclosed with the sun, moon, and stars inside, aliens are over. Evolution is gone. Big Bang is over with. All these things simultaneously completely get destroyed altogether. And what's fascinating is when you hypothetically take a literal view of the Bible, it all pieces together. Whether it's the firmament, whether it's the sun, moon, and stars inside, whether it gets into the rotations, you can go into this topic deep. And for people that aren't even looking into the Bible, in their research, the same conclusions are all coming together. So I believe that's what's fascinating about this, is that so many people are doing so many incredible research projects, all different facets, because they're just hungry for the truth. And while they can see clearly that NASA's lying to them, if NASA lied to us about the moon, And I'm saying if for the people out there that are really skeptical and they believe that we landed on the moon, no problem in the 1960s and 70s. But if they lied, well, what else are they lying about? And if they lied, why would they lie? That's a big deal for them to do that. It has to be deeper. So I just say go on that go on that truth journey. Discover it for yourself. It's worthwhile. There's nothing bigger than this. If hypothetically what I'm saying is true, there's nothing bigger. We all walk on the same thing every day. And yet, what if that entire thing that we walk on has been alive from day one? We were taught from an early age. Wow. But it's too big for some people. There's programming. There's indoctrination. There's triggered responses in there. But you know what? There's a lot of people out there that listen and say, you know what? I like a good challenge. And I'm challenging you. Take it down. If you can find a scientific experiment using the scientific method to conclusively prove the curvature of the earth at eight inches per mile square or the movement of the earth. You will be famous. And I'm talking Einstein famous, all right? So whether you're in it for fame and money, I don't care what your motive is. I'm just telling you, if you can conclusively figure out the experiment that we can all do to prove the curvature of the Earth from Earth or the movement of Earth from Earth, you'll be famous. The idea that when we bring up this topic, Mel, people always point up. I'll sit there and talk about it, and they'll say, yeah, but what about up in the sky? I say, listen, can we prove the Earth from Earth? Stop pointing up in the sky because everyone likes to bring up all these different ideas. I say, isn't it interesting in 2018 that we don't have anything under the scientific method where we can do an experiment on Earth just to prove the curvature? should be easy. You say that you can see that curve from the airplane, and that's another thing we'll get into maybe here later. The idea that people have seen the curve should be easy to conclusively prove it. But the idea is that, no, you haven't. You basically thought you saw it, but you can't. They're sending you know, weather balloons up 120,000 feet. All right. The average commercial airline flies at about 30,000 feet. They're sending balloons up with no GoPro lenses or, or fisheye lenses, just a regular lens 
it is flat at 120,000 feet. We're seeing things that are so far away now, not just with regular optics, but now with infrared, that it is an impossibility. Something 100 miles away should be something like 1.3 miles below the curvature of the Earth. We're seeing things 200, 500 miles away. It's an impossibility. So who's lying here? NASA must be lying because they showed us all the pictures. The scientific community already said the science is settled. We already know the circumference of the Earth. Well, if that's the case, why are people seeing? People came out before with the Chicago skyline and said, what you're seeing here is a mirage. All right. You want to say that. Again, that's already been debunked. Just like the boats go over the horizon, just like Aristophanes with his pegs in the ground. All of these things, what I find incredible is it's 2018. And yet the media and people that come out that still bring up the Greeks 2,000 years ago. They still bring up the boats going over the horizon. They still say, are you stupid? Have you ever flown in a plane? You know, stuff that's not even true. So be honest with yourself. If you're going to come to the debate table, get educated because there's a lot more than meets the eye when it comes to this topic. Absolutely. And I always mention the, uh, this is like a broken record that I, from my house in Mexico, I can see at the beach, I can see the other side of Baja, 89 miles away. And you know what the, how many thousands of feet that would be under the curvature. And I've asked captains, fishing captains, I give them the binoculars and they say, it's, you can only see it in the afternoon. During the day, you see the horizon flat, there's nothing there. But in the afternoon, when the sun is going down or, or, or going away, you see this mountain completely from top to bottom. And you go to Google Earth, you know exactly what it is. You give the binoculars to the captains and they look at it and they say, yeah, that's Baja. But you say, wait a minute, but aren't we supposed to see about, what, 10 miles, I believe? And they scratch their head like, what are you insinuating here? And they just cannot grasp it. But look, I've interviewed a lot of people who claim to have been abducted by aliens. And let me just say this. I get attacked just like I get people attacking me for discussing flat earth. I get flat earthers attacking me for discussing aliens. So people, please stop it. Live and let live and let the truth seeker just find their own way. But, you know, a lot of these people claim to have been abducted by aliens. They believe their stories, and who am I to deny their experiences? Sure. I've never seen an alien myself, but I've, be, I've seen flying objects that I can't explain, or I've had very true. Yeah, yeah, or I've had my own experiences that I can't explain. However, could it be that these beings are interdimensional, or perhaps coming from another realm, not from outer space, but from another Earth or puddle? Absolutely. I mean, that's the reality of the situation, that there's too many Occam's accounts razor. when it comes... Oh, yeah. And when it comes to the alien, um, you know, manifestations, there's too much proof for that. Now, if someone will honestly look into that, there's pilots, there's military, there's so many people have gone on the record seeing uh, not just UFOs, but also contact. And what's really fascinating is when you look at even researchers that have looked into the phenomenon of alien, um, you know, whether it's abduction... When they realize the different things when it comes to ESP, when it comes to the different um, paranormal, they're finding out, they're realizing there's a correlation between the same entities that are operating those haunted houses or operating those spaceships or those abductions because the same phenomena is taking place. And uh, if you start doing research, you can get levels deep into this and see that there's a commonality that's going on. So, yeah, while I believe in the idea that this is going on, it truly is going on. I believe that they are trying to mess with the genetic makeup of man. That's why there's always these sadistic sexual experiments that take place in many of the abduction stories. I'm sure you've encountered those, um, that there's like experiment tables or they've been abducted or taken different places. Um, this is a phenomenon that truly is happening. Now, this is a 
little bit further out, but the idea that we're seeing things, entire cities have seen phenomena in the sky. The idea that we would see signs, we would see signs in the sky, that is predicted in the Bible. I believe that all things are culminating and we're getting closer to that coming deception that's coming. I believe that the alien agenda will fit many, many realms when it comes to this topic because we're ready, we're primed, and I believe it's very easy to do a massive deception, even bigger than what we're talking here, in preparing us for something. Again, I believe the idea that you know, there is a coming war coming because I used to, you know, that was one thing I couldn't really get in the Bible. And it talks about the whole world will unite as one world religion, one world government. But then they will turn their sights and try to actually fight God in the sky when he comes. And I'm thinking to myself, wait a minute. If we are in a technological worldview and we understand there's a threat coming, maybe we perceive that as an alien hostile force that we've got to blow out of the sky. Kind of like, you know, when we see Independence Day. This type of ideology is painted in the Bible, which seems crazy, even in, when that was written, that the whole world would unite as one trying to actually fight God in the sky. But I believe that Satan's attempt is to, to take this all scientific, all technological, and get us wrapped in this worldview and, and get us prepared for the idea of a threat. But in the meantime, it also explains, you know, in the Bible very clearly that they have been trying to mess with mankind for a while genetically. And it does say, and this is a very intriguing thing, because Jesus himself says this. He says, as the days of Noah, so it will be when the coming of the Son of Man comes again. So what he says is, whatever's going to take place, it's going to be like in the days of Noah. Now, a lot of people that know in Noah, they think, oh, it's just a flood. Why did God flood the earth? A lot of people think that's just so barbaric. And yes, it sounds barbaric, and it is barbaric if he's flooding humans. What if the genetic makeup of humans were not humans anymore? The Bible is very clear that it says in Genesis 6 that the fallen ones started mating with the daughters of men, which were human women. And they created an offspring called the Nephilim. And you can do a lot of research. There's been a lot of good work and research done on this topic. But what's intriguing here, Mel, is that they were trying to mix their seed with men's seed. And if this is the ongoing pursuit now with genetics and cloning, and they're doing this through the scientific method, it says in the Bible that nothing new happens under the sun. This has been going on forever. This is not new. It's just packaged differently. We're moving into a time where they're going to try to get contact, but also try to merge and try to move together and get that. Again, not only just to be able to do what they're going to do in corrupting the seed of men, but also to build up their army. Because the one thing the Bible's clear on is it says the fallen ones or the third of the angels that Satan deceived to come and deceive the world, they can't procreate. So they're desperately trying to increase their chances they're trying to actually start, you know, merging with humans. Again, this is something the Bible says. But when you look at science, why is science now 100% coming on the record? Bill Nye, in my, in my movie, Scientism Exposed 2, goes on the record at a creation museum uh, in Kentucky saying that we came from Martians. And the guy says, well, what's crazier? We're saying an intelligent design and you're saying Martians? And Bill Nye just sits there and he says, like, no, yours is much more crazier. You know, so what I'm saying is people will not entertain the idea of an intelligent design, creator, God, because, again, Satan is opposed to any acknowledgement of the true creator. He will entertain any other way. You you beamed here. You uh, simulated yourself here. You came from aliens. You evolved over a million years. Understand that any theory will be entertained if it doesn't attach it to the true God. That's what is interesting when it comes to this discussion is you are special. You are unique. You were created and everything that you see was created for you. That's the reality. That's the truth. Satan wants you to believe that you're an accident. You're meaningless. You have no value. You're going to die and rot in the ground. 
This is not science. It hasn't even been proven under the scientific method. People are waking up and there's a sigh of relief because before, if it was proved under science, sorry, there's no debate. But in your research, you're going to find, wait a minute, this is not scientific whatsoever. This is the theories of men getting back into the theories of men. Like the Bible says, let God be true, but every man be a liar. Men lie. So that's another thing that you brought up as well, Mel. We need to be skeptical. We need to search for the truth for ourselves, not because we were taught it, not because someone said it. Don't even listen to a word I'm saying in this interview. Don't trust me. Go do your own research. That is what matters. And that's a good place to leave it for this segment. And as I always say, my goal in life is to just, people, please think for yourselves. That's all. Think for yourselves. You have been indoctrinated. I have been indoctrinated. Probably Robbie was too when he was in school. We all have been. But the biggest effort that we have to do is unshackle ourselves. We learned what we have learned and think for ourselves. That is, in my opinion, the biggest threat you can offer the establishment. And this is why you have chemtrails above your head, dropping aluminum, barium, strontium, the food. You know, I, I had an argument the other day with a dentist friend of mine. And I was saying, hey, do you get a lot of people that that uh, say to you, don't give me fluoride? And he started laughing, saying, oh, by the day, I get more and more. I, these people are crazy. Fluoride, it hardens your teeth, blah, blah, blah. More and more people are waking up, and the establishment does not like it. Folks, if you're listening to this radio program, you can count yourself in one of those. But, Robbie, how can people learn more about your work, watch the documentaries, buy your book, and attend the Flat Earth, Earth Conference in Denver? Sure. You can actually just go to my website, CelebrateTruth.org. I have my book and my documentaries there for sale. But all of my uh, films, my videos are for free on YouTube. If you just go to YouTube.com slash CelebrateTruth, I have them all there. So if you really enjoy it, you can definitely support my work or, um, you know, get the message out or give it to a friend or family. It's a wonderful way to, to share this truth. And when it comes to the Flat Earth International Conference, you might be amazed at what you see. So many people that come out there, they think they're going to see this people walking around with like tinfoil hats. You're going to see people from all different spectrums. You're going to see engineers, pilots, scientists. You're going to see so many different people coming together, investigating the true reality, hungry for the truth. And it's more about just flat earth and the shape of the earth. This is about coming against the mainstream narrative, the authorities of our day that have been propped up and they've had power for too long. It's time to basically say, let's come to the table. Let's investigate this for ourselves and let's go on that journey for our tr for truth because it is really important when it comes to this topic. Excellent. Well, folks, don't go anywhere. We're going to get deeper and deeper when we come back in the member section. I'm here with Robbie Davidson. This is Mel Fabregas and you are listening to Veritas. Don't go anywhere. Thank you for listening to the first part of this very important Veritas interview. To listen to the rest and all of our material, proceed to the members section or subscribe at VeritasRadio.com. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for MMS, hemp oil, pure organic sulfur, and other great products. Thank you. <laughs>